And we're back for another episode of Startup Hustle, a podcast for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. If you want to start, own, or build a business, then you're in the right place. We bring you the real truth about what it's like to take something from concept to launch, from growth, innovation, experience, failing, or winning big, we've got you covered. So let's get down to business with another episode of Startup Hustle, brought to you by Fullscale.io. And we're back, back for another episode of Startup Hustle. Matt DeCourcy here with Matt Watson. Hi, Matt. Man, I think it's time to quit this podcast. Man, I, well, I had to for about the last month. I got sick. We had a typhoon. Christmas came. It's been a whole lot going on, but yeah, I got back up on the horse. Well, happy new year, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So I guess that everyone listening would, wouldn't have known, but man, it's been a struggle this last month. And, you know, that's pretty common as an entrepreneur. I think the one thing I've learned at, at my old age is that struggle adversity, problems, and bullshit are usually right around the corner. Well, you still kind of sound like crap, by the way, but glad to yeah, have you I know, back. I get it. I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, well, thanks. I'm glad to be back. And this is, uh, for those of you listening, you know, we had a, had a pretty interesting December. We had a super typhoon that hit our, the full scale office in the Philippines, which happened the week prior to Christmas. And then Obviously, I had to deal with the aftermath after that. And then I got sick and I lost my voice and it's coming back. So I know you guys are used to the smooth, silky bass tones of Matt DeCourcy, but they're going to be a little raspy today. So Matt, maybe I'll let you do the talking. Do you want to do you want to let everyone know about today's episode? Yeah, today's episode of Startup Hustle is sponsored by Wix, helping you create a website you're proud of. Discover the platform that gives you the freedom to create, design, manage, and develop your web presence exactly the way you want it. Go to Wix.com and check it out. By the way, I need to create a website, so I might actually look at this today. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wix is cool, man. I, I like it because you know it's just it's 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 no no to low code and you can plug a lot of cool stuff in it you know as the founder of gigabook we've had a lot of users that have embedded the booking codes yeah. from gigabook right into wix and it's super cool and you know i i, I think that if you're uh it, the thing i like about it is you don't need a lot of help and you can get something online point and click quickly. baby so, point and click yeah yeah point and click i have a new appreciation for that every time Absolutely. it's like you said uh you're like, I got to build a website. You're like, oh man, how am I going to do that? Don't go to Wix.com and give it a shot. So, Point and click, baby. You, know, you know, we're talking, you know, Matt, here we are in, in, in episode 45 of 52. And, you know, we've been joking the whole time because our, our goal was to get this done by the end of 2020 or 2021. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we had a 52 part series, one per week. Here we are. It's, this is January 14th and we're at part 45. And, you so know, I think that that's pretty par. Yeah, it's par for the course. Right, right. So, you know, for those of you listening, things usually take longer and cost more than you expect. And well, usually twice I as long. That, so we're way yeah. out of schedule. <laughs> I, I think so, too. I think so, too. Um, now, you know, in the, some of the past episodes, Matt, you, you know, we've talked about scaling your team, uh, when it's time to pivot, how to not grow out of business, creating a winning culture. These are all things that are aimed at and directed at quickly growing businesses or businesses 
that are doing well. But a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people, a lot of companies run into what I like to call a coin toss moment. Yeah. I even wrote about this in Million Dollar Bedroom. I think every business has a coin toss moment where you're like, okay, I'm going to flip this coin. If it's heads, I'm quitting. If it's tails, I'll keep doing it. Well, and that, and, and that can happen you know, like, in the early days and it can happen later down the road, right? It can happen yep, in different yep. phases of the business. So, you know, when you think about, you know, and, and by the way, when, it, when we say, when is it time to quit? Sometimes that's also things, it might not be you're ready to quit the business, but things in the business like projects or new, I don't know, you have all these different things that are going on and sometimes you just got to shut it down. Yeah. And some, sometimes it's a, it's a focus issue, right? Like you're, you're trying to do too many things and, and, and sometimes that's why you would call it a pivot, right? You're like, well, I'm not going to do this anymore. Right. I'm going to pivot and focus on this thing, which is kind of related. And that's kind of, that's kind of a quip, but we're going to talk about like a hard stop here. Like, you yeah. know, like, Hey, it's time to, sh- we're going to shut it down. So, you know, there's some, there's some warning signs and some things. And, you know, I think the the main thing is there's, when it comes to like, if you're going to quit, first off, I mean, it's okay. It's not all businesses survive. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't remember what the statistic is, right? But it's like 80, 90% of all startups fail, right? So right. <laughs> you hate to be a statistic, well, but at some point yeah. in time, you're yeah. a statistic. <laughs> well, and yeah, and, and that's normal. I mean, it, it really is. So let's talk a little bit about, you know, what some of the signs are. I mean, first off, if you have a business that's been losing money over over an extended period of time, I mean, that's that's a first warning sign. But we're talking about how to start a tech company and tech companies are pretty much all lose money yeah. in the beginning. In fact, some get acquired for huge amounts of money while they're still losing money. Well, and, and so honestly, the the symptom there could be really that you're not growing fast enough, right? It's like, hey, we plan to lose money. We we hired extra salespeople. We hired extra developers. We're investing in the product. We're investing in marketing. We know we're losing money, but really the problem is we're not growing fast enough. Like if we're losing $100,000 a month, we expect to grow at a certain pace. So that means yeah. we've got to scale back, you know, how much money we're spending, which may mean like, letting a lot of people go or cutting your marketing budget and all those things. Um, or you just figure out, you're like, you know what, this is thing going to work. Like if I got to fire the whole sales team and let go of a couple developers, like what are we doing at that point? Right? Like maybe it's time to quit. We tried, we gave it our best effort, but it's just not going to work. The model doesn't work. Yeah. And you also look at things too, like, is it scalable? You know, so you talk about is the revenue growing in proportion to what it needs to. And, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll look at a business and I'll say, okay, so you, you need to double your revenue to make a profit, but will you actually make a profit if you double your revenue? Because some right. businesses, you might double your revenue, but you're going to end up doubling your expenses Yeah, because you haven't, you haven't set it on a path of scalability. So, you know, I think another thing too is, uh, you know, in episode number 39 of this series, we, we mentioned don't get stuck in the middle. And I think this is what leads to a ton of quitting is you're just breaking even forever. The, I, I've I talked about talk this to people about that a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mentioned this before a few times. There's a book called crossing the chasm that talks about product market fit. Right. <clears throat> and a lot of times we, you launch a new business and everybody's really excited. Your friends sign up for it. You know, some different people that, you know, you get them on board, 
but then you struggle to get past like customer number 100 or something. You get to this, this plateau and you're like, you cannot get to mass market adoption and you get lost in the middle in the chasm. And that's where a lot of things just die because they never quite find product market fit past, you know, their immediate kind of friends and family and, and connections. They struggle to get to the mass market adoption and figure out how to get a go to market strategy that really gets that flywheel turning. Right. And then they just kind of die because they just can't get there. And honestly, that's how we felt at Stackify for a while, even though, you know, the last couple of years we're going, growing, say, 40, 50, 60 percent a year. But as a startup, that doesn't even seem like you're growing very fast. That kind of feels yeah. like you're you're dying, especially if you're losing money. Right. If you're like you talked about earlier, you're, if you're losing one hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a month because you're burning cash. It it's not a good feeling. It's not a good place to be. Like you got to grow fast, or it you know it sucks on a monthly basis. Just watching the money disappear. Yeah, and if you're interested in reading "Crossing the Chasm," that is a book written by Joffrey. That's with a G. More. So if you're interested in that, now, yeah, Matt, you're you're right, and you know we talk about I, I use the term meddling, um, and you know that's d- often when you're losing. <laughs> so. If you have, if you're ever considering maybe investing in a company that I own, just turn off the recording right now because I don't want you to hear what I'm about to say. But there's a, <laughs> it feels a lot different when you're losing the investment capital than when it's coming straight out of your own account, too. For sure, yes, yeah, yeah. I know it's a dollar for dollar; it's still worth a dollar. But and that's one of the things too when you talk about when it when is it time to maybe hang it up. And, you know, I have some notes on today's episode and talking about if personal liability and risk are getting out of control, that's, that's a time where you got to start looking at stuff too. Like, you know, like there's life after a business, man. And that's just the way it goes. Like, I mean, Matt, how many businesses have you sold now? Two? Two. And you still have a life afterward, right? You're actually have a life. halfway retired. Right. Still right. Have a life. So yeah. So with that, you know, you need to be thinking about what's next. And, you know, I really want to encourage all of you, like, look, if you're, if you're, if the ship is taking on water or headed to the rocks, why is what you're doing that's increasing your risk or personal liability going to change that? Well, like, and to, <clears throat> I, I want to pull on this thread for a minute to, because as we talk about calling it quits, right, there's a lot of different scenarios play out. And one of the most common ones is the early stage scenario, right? You're like, I've tried to do this. I put my own savings into it. I quit my corporate job that was paying me a bunch of money. Now I'm hustling, trying to make this thing work, right? I'm eating macaroni and cheese and ramen noodles every day. And my spouse is not happy with me and my family all thinks I'm crazy, but I still got the dream. We're going to the moon, right? Like this is going to work. And yeah, at some point in time, you have to just call it quits. You're like, I've tried. I haven't been able to raise capital. I haven't been able to get the product the right way. The customers don't like the product, whatever it is. At some point in time, you have to stop living the dream and just come to reality that like, you know what? I gave it my best college try. It's time to go back to the uh, corporate job, I guess, and admit that I failed, right? Like that's the most common scenario probably. Well, a couple of those things, you know, so one thing that just came to mind, you know, when we launched this podcast, we had a promo and it said that uh, it, I remember doing the voiceover and it said, you know, our, your goal should be to build something bigger than you. Right. Well, if you're the only person with the dream, like do your customers still have the dream? Are they still excited about what you're doing? And do your core employees and your company still have it? Because, 
Look, people that are around a, a sinking ship, they know it's taking on water. You can tell. Oh, yeah. And when people start leaving and bailing, if you're the only one, if you are the only key holder of the dream, that's not a good sign. Well, and that's some of the things we've talked about a lot before in previous podcasts, right? Is your employees want to know if you're winning or losing. And yeah. I always joked as a CEO, I felt like I was a cheerleader. And it, and it always comes back to what you just described, right? Like everybody wants to know, am I on a sinking ship? Should I be worried about my job? Everybody cares about their own job security, right? And their own families, understandably. And that's one of the struggles, right? Is trying to create a positive atmosphere and positive momentum and even if things are going bad, at least telling everybody like, no, it's going to be okay. This is why it's going to be okay. This is our plan. This is how we get through this. Or if you just have no plan, like maybe it's time to call it quits. <laughs> or you have to fake it till you make it, right? That's that's where that saying comes from, is that this exact scenario. You fake it till you make it. <laughs> yeah, and that can be risky as well. So, oh, yeah. you know, there's, there's a lot of different stuff. Now, um, you know, when it comes to employees, like, so many news, like especially startups, you know, they, you have maybe three, four five people total. And if you lose two key people along the way, that can be crippling. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially and like with a tech company, if that's someone that's a main driver of like your tech or your platform, or, you know, you got to bring someone else in and first off, you're going to have to find them. You're gonna have to figure out what's up. They got to gain a mastery on everything, and like, I mean, that that can take a while. Well, and on the flip side of this, related is you might have to call your company quits because you're too damn scared to fire somebody that needs to be fired to replace them, right? Like, I hired my brother-in-law as a salesperson. And he's freaking terrible. The whole company is going out of business because I don't have what it takes to go fire my brother-in-law and hire somebody that can actually get us to where we need to be. Right. Like that's a re reality scenario that plays out too. But yeah, you're absolutely right. I mean, here, you've got a couple key you're, employees. You're going to have tough decisions. Yeah. Yeah. And as a business owner, if you're not able of, if you're not capable or you don't think you're going to be able to figure out how to have tough decision, make tough decisions and have tough conversations with people, then don't start a business. Cause you're, cause the inability to do that is going to cause a, a world of problems for you down the road. At some point or another, it always does. Yeah, and that's a and that's a common thing. I mean, a lot of people like no one likes to sit down. No one, uh, if you are someone that like wakes up and wants to fire people, then you're a little sadistic, and that's not very normal. But overall, you got to be able to have those tough conversations. So, all right, Matt. So we're gonna we're gonna continue this conversation. But first off, where do you go when you want to create, manage, and grow your business online? Try Wix. Wix. They're the leading website creation platform. Create a site with designer-made templates that can be customized for your business and looks great on all devices. Reach new audiences with intelligent SEO tools, and they're designed to get you found in search engines. So you can manage it all from one place. You can do it at home. You can do it at your office. You can do it on the go. You'll never miss a thing when it comes to your business. Join over 200 million people already doing it at Wix.com. That's a lot of users. 200 million people. Holy moly. I know. Wow. Congratulations, Wix. That's why they can afford a, to sponsor the show. Yeah. They must have a lot of international customers. I have a lot. That's because there's not 200 million people in the U.S. 
<clears throat> well, I mean, there's more than 200 million, but I mean, yeah, yeah that's crazy. <laughs> right. Well, they don't all have websites, I think was your point, but maybe they should go to Wix.com. Everyone, let's try to get a 100% adoption rate. <laughs> all right. So, you know, we mentioned earlier, um, I was feeling ill recently and, you know, uh, why? I don't know, but a lot of people, their business gets them sick because the stress. Depression. And it, Yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. We've had episodes about founders depression. Um, it's easy. It's easy to just get up and ignore the stuff that you don't want to do, and a lot of that pressure, pressure and stress affects people differently. And I mean, literally, high blood pressure, uh, like serious health problems, come from or just like maybe you're not going to the doctor, you're not taking care of yourself, you're not doing a lot of things. Um. I've been in that boat. I mean, have you? There's definitely been moments where, I mean, I'm, I'm good at dealing with stress. And, and I mean, I've been in and out of depression probably my whole life. But there have definitely been some moments where it was dramatically worse, right? Like when the yeah. pandemic started, right? There's definitely oh, yeah. a lot more fear that sets in. You're like, oh, my God, I don't know how that, how is this going to impact us? What are we going to do? Am I going to have to let people go, you know? Am I, how, how am I going to raise some money to deal with this? Whatever, right? There are definitely moments that things get way worse. And then there's just the kind of normal everyday stress and depression that becomes very common. <laughs> but yeah, and yeah, another one for me was in the Vin Solutions days. We, I mean, this was like 15 years ago now. There, there were some legal moments, some things happened, fights with business partners, things like that, that created some serious drama that you felt like a zombie for a few days, just like not knowing wh- what's going to happen. And that can be very crippling for sure. Yeah. And you mentioned, you know, like the pandemic, I remember in the, in the first days when, you know, here in the U S we were just starting to shut things down and stuff like that. I remember waking up and those first few moments of realizing, oh yeah, I'm in this version of my life again. Just like, you know, just like, oh shit, you know, you wake up and you're like ready to go. And then you're like, oh yeah, man. And, you know, that's, that's tough. And, and especially if you, I think, you know, like in our situation where we had hundreds of employees for me as, as someone that they're turning to for answers, I mean, that puts a lot of pressure on, on leadership. Right. Especially when you don't know, it's one thing to be able to like a straightforward path and you're like, here's the math. And I understand this and this is where we're at and this is what we got to do. And this is what could happen if we don't. And then the pandemic comes around and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, here's a, here's a five cards and a full hand of, I don't know. Well, and an so even you're more, playing po- you're playing poker and you don't even know what cards are in your hand. Well, in an even more recent scenario that was two or three weeks ago was like the typhoon, right? Like, how, oh, yeah. do you, yeah. how do you plan for that, right? And then all of a sudden just, oh, shit, there's going to be a typhoon today. We don't know what's going to yep. happen. Yep. And then literally the yep. next day, it's like, okay, how many of our employees have a roof over their house, over their heads yeah. still, and, and, right? Well, and, and, they that's, don't have food and that's back and water to the like, and, sick part. Yeah, that'll stress you out. Oh, yeah. I mean, for you, for you and a lot of the level. full scale yeah. team, there was a lot of stress from the management side trying to figure out what are we going to do? How did this impact our employees? Our employees are okay. Like, a lot of sleepless nights going on there. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's just, that was for me on that one. And and once again, there was a, a super typhoon called Odette 
that basically bullseyed our office. And we ended up with 210 people that had no power, no internet, and really no reasonable form of communication for a couple of days. So I went from one day, so we went from having our startup hustle hosts holiday lunch and having a great time and doing everything. And then basically 36 hours later, it was like, whoa, yeah, oh my God. Now, in regards to that, we learned a lot from the pandemic and that really, um, that really helped get through a lot of that, you know, just all of it. Cause we had already been prepared, but, but yeah, I mean, I, once again, Matt, I mean, at, at 46 years old as an entrepreneur, I think you and I, we could sit down and have a beer and we could say, what's one thing we can count on. And we were going to say that something will go wrong. Well, and there's certain types of businesses that maybe weren't doing very well, like maybe they were on the ropes as whether or not the business was going to continue or not, right? And all of a sudden, the pandemic happens, and you're like, you know what, I'm just going to close my little restaurant or whatever it is, right? You're like, just screw all this shit. I'm just done. This was the final straw, right? Like, it happens. These things happen. There's a Darwinistic way about some of that. I mean, I know a lot of people that doesn't sound, that's not a super empathetic com- comment. I'm aware of that, but there is a Darwinistic nature to business that when little blips and blurs and shit mm-hmm. comes along, it, 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 uh, it, it's, it, you know, the, the it shakes the, out uh, the week evolutionary. Yeah, it does. It does. And, and, you know, I was reading so many articles in the pandemic hit about, they were scary for me. They're like the average American business only has seven days of cash on hand. I'm like, Whoa, that's not great. You know? So how are you going to yeah. deal with that? The bad news is I mean, that's, that only the big yeah. corporate survive and all the little guys die out. That's when it's bad. Yeah. And that's tough. All right, Matt, I got another one. Um, if you lose sight of your goal, like, what are you doing here? You know, like, what's our why? Why are we here? What are we trying to do? Why are we doing all this? What's our purpose? I mean, if you, if you, if you're, if you and your organization have lost track of that, it might be time to quit. You know, this kind of reminds me of um, what's her name that was creating those blood, instant blood tests, and she just got found guilty Theranos. of all this. The and, it, and it's yeah. Elizabeth it, 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 Holmes. Elizabeth Holmes, like you have somebody like that, that like, okay, our goal is to revolutionize this thing. Right. And then like, they probably very quickly figured out they really couldn't. (laughs) And then all the rest of it become like a big show. And it's like, at some point in time, you're like, you know what? We figured out we can't actually do this thing. (laughs) Maybe we should just stop (laughs) instead of just like meandering around getting lost, pivoting, 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 or whatever, like lying and committing fraud. Yeah. I mean, it's some, and, and it's a little different from losing sight of your goal. I know, but at some point in time, that's what happens though. Right? Like you really, you have this goal, this thing that you're going to do, and then you realize you can't do it. And instead of just stopping, you just like continue to meander around and do other random things that never are going to yeah, work. You can't, you- you can't believe the lie until it becomes true is the yeah. thing there. And that's, I mean, that's what's going on. I mean, that was a company at one point that was valued at $10 billion. Oh yeah. And you know, that's, and so it was the same thing. You remember like Enron back in the day, it's like you, you get, it's, these things are a slippery slope and a lot of people make bad decisions to try to support a prior bad decision. And then it just becomes a daisy chain of bullshit 
and sometimes fraud. And yeah, you got to be careful with that because especially, you know, with from, I mean, well, just in, I'm not even going to say there's any type of fraud that you need to, oh, that this is okay, but that none of it's good. You know, I mean, then you can go to jail for some of this stuff. Like in her case, I mean, she got convicted of wire fraud and conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> Those are two things that don't look good on a future job application, by the way. Nope. Doesn't look good at all. <clears throat> all right. I got another one, Matt. What about when the thrill is gone and there's just no more excitement? <laughs> a, Honestly, that's an easy decision for me. I'm going to quit that business fast. Yeah, honestly, this has got to be one of the biggest ones. You know, a lot of a lot yeah. of the, the the best part of startups uh, for me is the excitement, right? It's the initial excitement of like we're going to build this thing, we're going to solve this problem that nobody else has solved before or differently, right? And then eventually that excitement goes away, and sometimes it's okay. Like you know, maybe something like full scale. It's like okay, three or four years into this, the business is great, it's operational. It's not as exciting anymore, but it's successful and it's just an op, you know, it, the business is just operating, right? Like the excitement is not as shiny as it was in the beginning, right? And that's okay, right? But but when you're really struggling and you're like, I don't, I don't know how to even make this business be successful and the excitement is gone, that excitement's the only thing that keeps you going and fighting and hustling, right? So when that excitement is gone, like it's like you just have no will to fight anymore and you just kind of fall over and die. <clears throat> I think you have two versions of that. Now you use full scale as an example. This is an alternate version because full scale is doing great, but yeah. and and growing. But what you're referring to, we oftentimes have called operational brain damage. When yes. all of a sudden it just might not be as exciting for you as a founder. Now that's different from yes. quitting an actual business that you just are not passionate about. Absolutely. Now, so many episodes in the past we've talked about. So I, man, I'll tell you what, over these last few years, and especially with us having invested in different businesses and talked to so many different founders and people that wanted to be founders, if you aren't passionate in the beginning, you won't even make it to this point later. Yeah. And, you know, so it's the passion for the solution, for the business, for the clients, for your employees, and for all of it that gets you through the days that are rough. And if that doesn't exist, you are you are operating with a very short stack of chips at a very rich poker table. Well, and it's really difficult in those phases of a startup, right? Like take Stackify as an example. It's like it's really exciting for the first year or two. And then eventually it becomes like a battle. Like you wake up every day and it's a war of just like, how do we survive? How do we get new customers? How do I keep all my bitchy employees happy? Like how do I deal with all these problems every day? And it's just not exciting. It's just not as exciting anymore. Right. And for some of us, some people probably like me, my, my expertise is in that first part, right? How do I build this thing and get it going? And it might be time for me to step away and let somebody else operate it or sell it and go do something else. Right. Like, and, and in that sense, quitting isn't necessarily a bad thing. It could be like, you know what, I'm going to hand this over to somebody else who's better at taking it from here. And I'm going to go do something else that's more fun now. And so that perspective, quitting may not may not be a bad thing at all. It's just the company gets to a different phase. It's just my excitement's not there anymore. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So Matt, once again, today's episode of Startup Hustle was sponsored by Wix. Thanks, Wix. Uh, that's where you can go if you want to create a website that you're proud of. You can discover their platform that gives you the freedom to create, design, manage, and develop your web presence exactly the way you want it. Go to Wix.com and check it out.
So now here we are at the, you know, and I don't think we need to get it. You know, normally our episodes are 40, 45 minutes long. I think we covered most of the stuff. We don't think we need to try to stretch it out when it comes to quitting, but what are, I mean, what are a couple of your key takeaways here? Well, I think this is definitely very different from different for different people and different stages of the company, right? I, I think the most common is we talk about starting a technology company are the people that are in the early phases. They're like, you know what? I have this idea, but I can't find a co-founder or I can't raise capital or all that part of it, right? is really stressful, really frustrating in the early days, especially if you're not a technical person and you need technical people to help build the product, but you don't have the capital also to hire them and all that. I mean, I think that's where a lot of people end up getting stuck. They get lost where they just never move forward. And a lot of them end up quitting, right? And that, that's the hardest part. Um, and then right after that is even when you get some success, you don't grow fast enough, you don't create enough revenue fast enough that you your own income can't sustain this, right? You're like I left my cushy job at corporate America making 200 grand a year. And now I don't make anything. And I only have, you know, a certain runway. And that that's the most difficult part, I think, to overcome for people is that first year or two, like you, you have to go into this planning, like a year or two really not making any money. Yeah, that's and I think you're right. I think for me, when I look at this episode, and I think about, oh, so, you know, at the end of 2016, exited slash closed down a business that I had done, my wife and I had done incredibly well at. <clears throat> we were happy to close it down because we wanted to do other things. We could have kept doing that business. I could still own that business and operate that business today. We'd done really well with it, but the thrill was gone. You know, it was like, we weren't really passionate about it. We were just kind of like, okay, so this, this operation has served its purpose and done what we needed it to do. And the same people that worked at that company actually now later work at full scale. They worked at Gigabook, then they work at full scale. And so sometimes you can repurpose what you're doing and funnel it in different directions. But the thrill was gone for us there. We didn't really feel passionate about it. We were kind of over it. It just became like the only thing that really kind of elevated the, the pulse uh, the uh, excitement was making a ton of money. Now, yeah, that's going to get get us excited. But overall, like you look at things like the feeling of self-actualization, like we felt, I felt that I and the business were ready, able, and should be doing something that we all thought was a little more meaningful. What was that? We didn't know. We just know that we wanted to do something different. And you know, and, and went about going to do that. So when that excitement's gone, it's time to, cause you know, it's, you wake up every day and the, you now just have a job at your own company. I mean, it's not, it doesn't really feel like you're moving the needle forward a whole lot. I think another thing that I really want to encourage everyone to keep in mind is, <clears throat> you know, I've spent the last 25 years talking to business owners about a gazillion different things, whether I was, you know, a sales rep calling on their business or just a peer, but you got to watch, I think the personal liability and risk thing getting out of control. I've known a lot of people that haven't known when to say when, Yeah, and it's almost like a gambling problem or just something like that. It's like the same thing. And they just get to the point where, you know, they're, they're now losing their house. They're in bankruptcy. You know, they're, they're, you know, they've, ask for money from friends and family that they shouldn't have asked for and just really dig themselves in a really terrible hole. And, 
you know, I think if you're going to, there's, there's, it's one thing if you are actually trending up and moving forward and now you're leveraging things. Cause at the same time, I'm, I'm a leverage guy. I mean, I've leveraged myself into everything I've ever done well as a business, but if that lever breaks, can you support what's about to flow downhill on top of you? And yep. you know, it's one thing, it's one thing to go broke. It's another thing to go bankrupt. They are different. Is that, do you agree? The thing about entrepreneurs though, we're all willing to bet the farm usually. And uh... I'm okay with the, with that, but there's a difference between losing the farm and losing the farm and having to pay for losing the farm for the next 20 years. Yeah. Because it can happen. I mean, it yep. really can. And it's like, especially for people that don't and have your business set up properly because it shouldn't, depending on what it is, I mean, it it should all of the liability and risk be tied to you. I don't know. Just be smart about it. That's all I got to say. All right, Matt. I'll see you next week for another show. All right. See ya. Startup Hustles brought to you by Fullscale.io, helping you build a software team quickly and affordably. Make sure you reach down and hit that subscribe button, then come find us on Instagram. See you next time.